0: You're listening to the Traffic and Leads podcast, where the leading SEO, pay per click, social media, content marketing, and email marketing authorities come to share their secrets. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to the Traffic and Leads podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay, and today we have an SEO expert. His name is Steven, and he is the founder and CEO of Sequist Digital Marketing, a full-service digital marketing agency that helps businesses break through the digital noise and be heard and seen online. As a technology marketing expert, he has dedicated years of his life to studying humans, how we work, why we make certain choices, and how to properly use that information to help businesses grow and thrive. So, welcome to the show, Stephen. Christopher, how are you this morning?
0: Thanks, Lindsay. I'm doing great. I appreciate you having me on today.
1: Sure. So, tell us a little bit more about Sequist Digital Marketing, what you guys do, and your specialties.
0: Yeah, so um, our specialty, when, when I started the company, um, based on kind of my background, uh, we were all organic SEO and so that's really where the company was founded in and kind of what its roots are. And then we started adding additional services over the years, kind of understanding that like web development, for example, we realized that a lot of web developers don't know how to code for um, search engine friendliness. So we ended up bringing that in-house, um, continued to get better at organic, and then we, uh, we got into local SEO. That's actually a lot of what we do for um, probably about 60% of our clients are smaller local businesses, um, you know, that we're trying to drive people either to their location or trying to at least get in front of their potential customers. Um, so we kind of do, we do pretty much everything. Um, we're really big into the PPC world as well. And then as you and I kind of discussed, we're, uh, we we broach the subject of social media, um, but mainly from a standpoint of how to increase your organic Traffic to the site.
1: Wow! So, and so, tell me how long you've been doing this. How old is Sequest Digital Marketing?
0: So, um, the shortest version that I can possibly tell of that is, Sequist started in April of 2014. So, very young. This is only our okay. full second year in business. However, um, prior to that, I owned a, a digital marketing firm from 2009 until 14, um, and then I actually sold that business, and I got into this. Uh, I owned a mortgage company from '05 to about '08 until that crashed and burned, and I learned some really good business lessons.
1: Yikes. Yeah. Bad time to own a mortgage company, I'm guessing.
0: Yeah. It was really great until 2008. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought I had figured out business at a very young age. I was like, oh, this business stuff is easy. Like, we're good. <laughs>
1: Dang.
0: And the, uh, the world taught me otherwise. So I learned some really good lessons early on. Um, Yeah, I ended up like over $100,000 in debt overnight, and just the best business education I could have ever paid for was that mortgage company. So, yeah. So and that's really where I learned SEO is we we launched this beautiful website and I thought oh my gosh we're going to have so many leads for mortgages that we're not even going to know what to do we flipped the switch and it was crickets and so that's really when I started to learn digital marketing
1: Wow that's a great story we'll have to probably have you on to talk about your life lessons of uh, owning a mor- mortgage company in 2008 so
0: Oh, gosh. Yeah, I have some good ones. <laughs>
1: wow. OK, so for those that don't know, can you tell us a little bit about the differences between SEOing a website for local SEO versus like nationwide or worldwide SEO?
0: Yeah, I mean, the really the biggest kind of difference or the biggest thing that you need to pay attention to when you get to local is it, it sounds really simple, but things like consistency in your business name, your business address, your business phone number, and and we're even testing a little bit, we've been reading some stuff on it, but what your actual business email address is too. I don't have any proof yet on how important that is, but when I talk about consistency of name, address, phone number, I mean things like, you know, is your business name, uh, does it have ink on the end or does it have incorporated? Does it have CO or does it have company? And then for your address, is it Suite or is it abbreviated STE? And these things sound small, but they really make a difference because your business is probably listed in potentially hundreds of other kind of directories and other places online. Anytime somebody talks about your business or mentions your business and they mention a website or a phone number or a name, the consistency of that across the internet is extremely important when it comes to Google liking your website and ranking it higher for local search. And basically, at least how I distill it to to our clients is that, look, if you don't know what your business name is and what your business address is, then Google kind of looks at that and says, well, hey, look, if you don't really know what your information is, then why should I think that you're more relevant? And why should, you know, why should we think that you deserve to be ranked higher? And this is one of the easiest thing that's so often overlooked. Um, and actually at the end, I'll give you a link on our website where you can go and test this to see how inconsistent your business name is. But I mean, it, it's so simple. That's really important. And a lot of times what we tell people is take whatever Google has for your local business and use that as your address, your name, and your phone number. And even going into like the footer of your website and making changes to whatever that says. So making sure your address matches whatever Google has you listed for.
1: So that's your number one tip is make sure your address is consistent among like, so do you recommend that we Google search our business name and try to gain access to all the places it's listed and update that with whatever Google has?
0: Yeah. So kind of depending on how much time you have and, you know, maybe if you have somebody in your business, that can do this. Um, the well, I'll just give the link now. It's um, our website, sequest.com forward slash scan, and it's just a tool that it's a third party tool. We just put a link to it on our site, so it's a lot easier to use. And it'll actually pull a bunch of those local, they're called local citations, and it'll tell you where they're inconsistent. So now you can go out and you can try to start manually changing these. Or you can use some tools like yext.com is a good one. It's a little pricey. It's like 35 bucks a month. And once you start using them, you kind of have to use them forever. But it pushes out all the identical information to a majority of these big sites where you're going to be listed on and makes it consistent. So now you don't have to worry about it as much.
1: That's good. So just for those listening, Sequus is spelled S-E-E-Q-U-S. And so it's com slash scan. Um, let's talk about that Yext. Let's talk about Yext, what you were saying. So why can't I use Yext for a month? Let them push out all my data and then cancel. Why do I have to use them? Why do you say you'll have to kind of use them forever?
0: Because so Yext has created affiliations with, with all these other sites out there. I mean, a great example is now they're even working with Google. So now they can even help manage your Google uh, business profile but they push out to yellow pages and super pages and i mean everywhere that your business might be listed or at least all of the big authoritative ones they'll syndicate the data out to those websites well when you leave their service that goes away so they're pushing that data out you know either i guess you would call it consistently or at least based on the fact that they have these relationships with these websites as soon as you leave service it goes back to whatever your old information was
1: interesting so would you recommend say if i had 50 bucks to spend on promoting my website you would sign would you recommend me signing up for Yext would be your recommendation
0: it depends a little bit because I'd want to see where you are in, in local ranking to begin with, you know, how many pages mm. of content do you have on your site? How good of a job are you doing blogging? Do you have a little bit of a social media presence? So it's kind of going to depend on, is this the number one, most important thing that you could be doing right now? Because maybe you're not blogging a lot. You don't have a lot of content on your website. Um, this might be the most important thing to do. So it could very well be my number one recommendation, but it depends a little bit on how big the rest of your presence is um, but you know I mean thirty five bucks a month and it does this stuff automatically it's not it's not a bad deal uh, I just know that some you know business owners starting out or smaller business owners might you know every thirty five dollars counts
1: right well Stephen as with all things SEO you can never answer a question yes or no can you
0: <laughs> nope <laughs> I might as well have been an attorney, you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: I know. Okay, well, let's talk about SEO in general. So back in the day, it used to be pretty easy to to gain rankings by, you know, doing backlinks and stuff like that. Um, and backlinking is still important, but we're not even allowed to call it that anymore, right?
0: Yeah, I know, right? Backlinking, is it's kind of like a dirty word.
1: Right, But ba- but you still need those links pointing back into your website. So how do you go about doing that for your clients without... Um, maybe, you know, going to these link farms or doing it like we used to do it back in the day, 10 years, five years ago.
0: Yeah. I mean, here's the thing about, uh, about link building is that it's not easy and that's why it still holds so much weight because most people aren't willing to invest the time to really do it right. So when, when I think about doing link building, right, it's, it's what's natural. So let's say that you're a, um, I don't know, let's say you're a realtor in, in a town, right? And so what I would recommend that you do is you go out to other business owners, so maybe restaurants, um, I don't know, hotels, uh, even like title companies, places where your information would truly be relevant and where that other business can kind of endorse you or support you. So you go out to these other local businesses and say, hey, you know, um, I'd be willing to write maybe some content or maybe promote your website if you'd be willing to, you know, have my information and a link to my website on yours. But you have to get a little bit more creative now because a lot of times people see that almost as spam. So let's say you go to a local restaurant. Let's say it's a restaurant that you frequent a lot. So you've gotten to know somebody there. Um, as opposed to just saying, hey, will you give me a backlink and put my company, company information on there? Maybe you write a review of the restaurant. I mean, a really good, like just truthful review of your experience with them since you've known that place. And now they'll put that on you know, maybe a testimonials page, maybe as a blog article. Um, it, and so you're truly adding value to the business. You're truly adding potential value to people that might see it. And it just makes sense. You know, it flows. It's, it provides for a good user experience. If a backlink doesn't provide a good user experience, then it's probably not done correctly. So, I mean, and so just that's kind of what you'll do
1: for it. customers, local customers, is you'll look for businesses around and you'll try to make contact with them?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we'll make contact for them. Um, a lot of times we'll ask local companies and say, hey, you know, tell us where all your friends are. And then we'll reach out to them and kind of tell them what we want. And then we'll, we'll actually take care of the process of getting it all done. So we try to make it as easy as possible, but a lot of us as business owners, we have connections in, in the towns that we're in or you know, or even the same industry. So for a local business, it doesn't necessarily have to be a website in your backyard or a company in your backyard to get a link from, but it could also be this, a similar field, a similar industry. So maybe you have uh, realtor friends in five or six other cities if you can find a way to, uh, relevantly create content that would, you know, a backlink would make sense, then that's great. Go for that as well. Because Google really looks at those two things. It's, are you in a similar industry? You know, so kind of are the keywords similar and is the location similar if you're primarily serving local clients?
1: That makes sense. Um, okay, Steven, do you think it's possible, like if I'm a small business owner and I don't have much of a budget and I don't want to hire SEO firm, is it possible for me to do my own SEO? And like, what would those steps look like to you?
0: Yeah, it, it definitely is. Um, you know, SEO is not this voodoo black magic stuff. I mean, there is some technical aspects of it, but if unless you're in a extremely competitive space, you should be able to do A lot of your own seo and a lot of it is just around creating really good useful content that helps solve a problem for your potential customer so when you think about what problem are you trying to solve um so uh, i don't know we'll just stick with the realtor example you know when people are looking for a house what are they looking for well uh, if they have a family they're looking for school districts So if your content is around solving that problem of helping somebody figure out where all the different school districts are, maybe pulling up some information about how each of them is rated, now you're helping them make that decision where they're gonna need your services or at least where they got the information from your website. So by constantly thinking, okay, what is my customer's problem that I can solve or what do they need that my services can solve and creating that content around all of those little spaces and that could be used as like a frequently asked questions page on your website it could be a blog it could just be a standard page you don't have to get too caught up in the you know the technical side of oh my gosh is it a blog is it a frequently asked questions is it a resources like that doesn't matter too much now google's pretty good at figuring that out you know if you're providing really good content and then try to get other people to share that content you know going out to those other uh, other businesses that you have connections with and say, hey, you know, would this be useful? I wrote an article on school districts. And I don't know, maybe a local, some other local business might also find that relevant. And so now you're creating good content that Google will find. So people are likely to find you when they're searching for school district information. But then you might also be able to get a backlink from that blog or article or resource that you're providing from another relevant website. So, Content is really the most important piece and then kind of getting that spread a little bit Um, on the technical side um, I can I can give a tool actually at the end of the podcast as well That'll tell you things like is your website mobile friendly? How fast does it load because page speed is becoming more important, but the technical stuff? Isn't as important like I said unless you're in a really competitive industry for the most part you can do your own SEO
1: Very nice. Um, now you didn't mention the very scary word keywords. Do we need to worry about that when we're writing all this amazing content you're talking about? Or do you want to, do you think people can just ignore that and just write good content and cross their fingers and say a prayer? (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's funny i kind of did that on on purpose thinking like huh i wonder if i leave keywords out <laughs>
1: oh um, you cannot so, Stephen. come on now
0: i know i know i love it um thank you for asking that question so yeah it is important to know what people are searching for so uh there's a tool that google provides called the keyword planning tool um you can just google google keyword planning tool and, and find it um i can even send you the link to it Lindsay, if you don't know it already So you can go into this tool and type in a couple of the keywords that you think people might be looking for. If you're a realtor in, I don't know, let's say Phoenix, you know, you'd put in real estate agent Phoenix, realtor Phoenix. And Google will actually give you the data on how many people search each of those terms each month in Google. So you want to find some keywords or some key phrases that have search volume so you know that people are looking for those keywords, and then you want to use those kind of consistently throughout your site. You don't want to make every other word, you know, I'm a realtor in Phoenix, I love being a realtor in Phoenix, it's one of the best jobs I've ever had, hey if you ever need help with you know your real estate needs in Phoenix, um, don't write content like that, we've all seen those websites and that's that's not going to win, it's not going to win in the eyes of Google and it's not going to win in the eyes of your potential customer. But Think about it from this standpoint. Google is, it's a robot. Even though it's seemingly becoming more of a human, it's still a robot. It can only read letters put together to make words and words strung together to make phrases. So we have to put those words and phrases in the website so that it knows what we want to be relevant for. So yes, make sure that you have keywords in your website. Make sure you understand what your keywords are um, by you know, researching and creating that little list, and then just consistently use those. And then when we talk about specifics, like school districts, or creating, you know, blogs on a very specific topic, find out what the keywords are going to be for that, um, that topic or that piece of content, and make sure to use those consistently on that page, uh, as well.
1: Fair enough. Um, What other keyword tools do you use besides the Google keyword tool?
0: Um, You know, from a keyword tool standpoint, the only, well, we use a couple, but the, I think the probably the best one um, for somebody that's not too technical or not in the industry would be Mm SEMrush.com. That's a, that's a great one. You just type in a keyword. It'll give you, uh, it'll give you search volume. It'll give you other data. It'll show you what sites rank at the top for that keyword. Uh, That's a really good one. Really easy to use.
1: Fair enough. Um, okay. I'm going to ask you a question and uh, feel free to pass on it. Uh, so earlier this month, Google came out with an announcement that they're going to start recognizing those that have pop-ups on their website, and that's going to be like a detriment to your SEO. Do you have any thoughts and feelings on that? Did you hear about that?
0: Yeah, I did. And, and here's how I interpreted it, or it, as well as our team, is it's more focused on pop-ups and the user experience that they uh inhibit on mobile websites. So the the biggest part of that uh that update that we're paying attention to is we've all been to a, a site on our mobile phone and the pop-up comes up and like you can't find the X, you can't close it out, you can't scroll, you can't move, like it's a really bad experience for the user. So that's the biggest part of the, the algorithm update that we're paying attention to. So If you have pop-ups on your website, make sure that you've gone to it on your mobile device and see what it looks like. Make sure that it's really simple for somebody to X out of it. Make sure that it doesn't expand, you know, bigger than the screen itself. Those are the websites that we feel like are going to get hit the most with that update as far as pop-ups go. Um, I don't have an opinion yet as far as, you know, is this going to go into, like, desktop? Uh, or as far as just like, if you have a pop-up, you're not going to rank as high. Uh, I don't have an opinion on that yet, but the mobile piece is what we're really, really paying attention to because I think that's going to dramatically affect your mobile ranking uh, if your pop-up is not user-friendly.
1: Fair enough. So you're not going to go through all your customer sites and make them take down their, want to opt into my list pop-ups then?
0: Not yet. Um, So we haven't seen it affecting any of our clients yet. We don't have we don't have them on a lot of our clients' websites, but um, we haven't seen it negatively affecting anything. And even, I mean, a great example, I test stuff all the time on our company site and on my podcast site. And so I have a really big, kind of obnoxious one on my podcast website, almost strictly for this exact purpose. I want to see, see if it starts falling in the rankings, or I want to see if we stop getting as much traffic because of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we'll see it's kind of yeah. depressing <laughs> because all my clients have pop-ups on their website to uh, you know, build their email list. So I wasn't very excited to hear that. But I guess we'll just see, Thank you, Google, for always throwing us for a loop, right?
0: I know, right? Keep us on our toes,
1: <laughs> yeah. um, okay. So in our last few minutes, would you mind making a few comments on if I'm a small business owner, how I find a good, reputable SEO company if I don't know anything about SEO? Most of the time, clients will send out bids, and they'll get you know three hundred dollars a month, one dollar a month, and ten thousand dollars a month. How can I find a reputable SEO company? What's your What are your tips and tricks for that?
0: I love because I call
1: you, of course, Steven.
0: Yeah, I love this one. I mean, yeah, if you ever have questions, I I I really enjoy talking about this topic because this is this is my industry, and I always want to try to improve it. It doesn't have a great name because there's so many. I mean just terrible companies out there and i think most of the bad companies i don't think they purposefully set out to take your money and get no results i think i think they truly started with good knowledge and good experience and good results but then they just um they're just not great business owners, so they didn't know how to expand, and then service just kind of suffered. Uh, but, That's
1: very right. And before you go into this, would yeah. you agree that, a bad, that if you get a non-reputable SEO company, it can do you way more harm than good, and you would have to start over from scratch in some instances? Like, they could just ruin everything if yeah. they don't know what they're doing. Absolutely. So it's important. Absolutely.
0: And we've taken some of those clients on where – you know, the website looked great, we couldn't find anything major, and like months into it, we'll find one weird buried backlink that just is, is just crushing Tanking. us, um, yeah. yeah. So, and you can actually get, a bad SEO company can cause you to get penalized directly from Google as well, which that's like the worst of the worst. Um, right,
1: okay, so on to your tips. How do I find, how do I find a Sequest Digital Marketing?
0: Yeah, the biggest thing is just ask them really good questions. And things like, uh, ask for examples of sites that they currently work on and don't just take their word for, you know, what keywords they rank for. I've seen SEO companies that will send an example of a client and they'll say, Oh yeah, we ranked number one for these five keywords. And the keywords they give is like the company's name. I mean, of course you're going to rank for your own name. right? Uh, worthless. Yeah. So really, you know, dive deep into, what results they're getting but like i said do your own research on it don't just take their word for it so if uh, if they give you a realtor in phoenix google around see if that person actually shows up ask for references i would you've got to call the companies that they're working with and you want people that have been with them for some extended period of time i mean you know ideally at least like a year if you could find companies that have been with them for a couple years that would be even better Um, And do take the time to do your due due diligence? You know, we all want to believe, like, if we're looking for an SEO company, we know we're going to hire somebody. We're excited about it. We're 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 already thinking of all the great things it's going to do for our business. So we kind of want to make it work. And a lot of times I'll see people miss out on the important steps of kind of vetting those companies. So take the time, because, Lindsay, like you said, a, a bad one. Can really hurt you so do your own research ask for references talk to people a lot of times you can google the company's name and you'll find sites that they're mentioned on so you know we tag some of our clients in the footer of their website so you can even go out and find clients that they have that they didn't give you as a reference and then start to search for those again, just goes back to kind of doing your own homework. And you know if you don't feel comfortable with the salesperson that you're talking to, ask to talk to somebody else, ask to talk to the owner of the company. There's nothing wrong with that at all. <laughs> Salespeople have one job <laughs> to yeah, sell you. fair
1: enough. Um, just for fun, as my final question, you can also feel free to pass on this one is, in general, where do your rates start? SEO? I know it depends on the competitiveness of the keywords and stuff like that. But do you have like a rock bottom rate? Like we will not do SEO for less than?
0: So generally, um, we're a little bit more, I don't know, I would almost say boutique type firm. Um, So our rates generally start around $2,000 a month and then go up from there.
1: Fair enough. You know,
0: but with, like legit. with us, That's yeah. I mean. And with us, we <laughs> get, you know, we've really structured it well. Like actually this will tie into the previous question as well. So what we do is every week, every account gets work done on it from that account manager. So no account manager has more than 12 accounts. Whereas I've seen other companies with, you know, the, an account manager have like 250 accounts. It's just not feasible to actually get work done. So ask questions about, you know, how that relationship is going to work. How often should you expect to hear from your account manager? How often should you expect to see updates? And then what type of reporting do you expect to see?
1: Love it. I love that. All right. So I've taken up all of your morning this morning, Stephen. So before I let you go, why don't you tell us one more time how to find you any of those tools? If you have an opt-in time is yours. Tell us how to find you.
0: Awesome. Cool. So, um, I do podcasts cause this is purely fun for me. So, I'm like the worst at building list. I, I just don't do it. <laughs>
1: Steven.
0: I know, I know. So here's, here's some good resources that I can give you. Um, so this, the, the local scan tool that we mentioned, sequest.com forward slash scan. That's a really good one. Um, also just on the homepage of our website, sequest.com, there is a free website evaluator and that'll give you things like, is your site mobile friendly? How fast does it load? Do you have any uh, suspected toxic backlinks? A lot of other good information. So you can just go to the homepage of Sequest, and it's right there in the top. That's a really cool tool, and uh, it's instant. It takes maybe like 15 minutes for you to get a copy of the report. Those are probably the two best places. And then if you actually want to connect with me, the best place to do that is in my podcast Facebook group. The podcast is Business Revolution, and to get to the group is bizrevolution.com forward slash Facebook.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you again for being on the show today.
0: Absolutely, Lindsay. Thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate everybody taking time out of their day to to listen to us.
1: Well, there you have it, folks. Another awesome episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. I am your host, one click Lindsay, with TrafficAndLeads.com where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away.
0: You've been listening to the Traffic and Leads podcast featuring online marketing expert one click Lindsay. Tune in each week to experience Lindsay's unique gift for helping entrepreneurs and small business owners accelerate the growth of their business by strategically getting them more traffic and powerful leads. To make sure you Don't miss a single business building show. Subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and OneClickLindsay.com. If you know someone who would benefit from more traffic and leads, please tell them about the Traffic and Leads podcast. And finally, to learn more about working with Lindsay and her dedicated team of marketing experts, please visit OneClickLindsay.com. Now go and implement what you've learned, and we'll see you next week for another episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. And remember, the solution
1: to your slow growth is just one click away.